good and it's been there's been moments where we've struggled um, more than necessary I would say um, we've had weekends where we've showed up and there's absolutely no pace from from either of, of the three cars and we ended up still scoring two decent points um, and we've been on a good roll lately I'd say Toronto was probably one of our, our best weekends of the year so coming here now we just need to continue on yeah, you're leading the rookie standings for the season, and there's there's five, well, five now. They're starting with six rookies. Um, does that give you some consolation for how you're doing this year? I don't think too much about it, because um, I don't I don't think there's there's a point of of focusing too much on on that because I've got Graham next to me in the team, and and I need to beat him. And <laughs> if I can beat him, I can beat most of the rookies. So. It, it's about being consistent and, and learning as much as possible at this at, at this stage. Um, this is the first short oval we come to this year, so I'm quite excited to see the difference in terms of, of racing compared to the bigger ones. Um, we, I mean, we, we need to keep on on digging and, and improving our package. We've, like I said before, we've improved the the, the last couple of races, and so we just need to keep on going and, and keep doing that. It's the first short oval. It's also the only double header of the season. Do you have like a plan already in place for how you're going to recover Saturday night? No. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's my birthday tomorrow, so uh, I'll legally be able to buy a beer that won't be tomorrow. But, um, but I mean, going home uh, for any next weekend, I, I might be a, be a little tired on Monday. But uh, this this weekend is a little special because for me, it, it seems weird that you only have one, one practice, one qualifying that defines both, both races. And and then you're in it, you know. Um, feel like you're doing two sessions, and, and the weekend is nearly already over. You just got the, the the races to go, so it's imp it's important. There's a lot of points to be scored this weekend, so uh, we we need to be one of those that that score score a lot. Do those two different race lengths? Do you think you're going to have different strategies? Is it going to work well for that? I mean, for sure, um, they will be different in terms of strategy because one one is longer than the other. Um, but I think it's it's more about improving your mistakes from day one, and I hope we don't make any on day one or day two. Um, but it, I mean, even though that it seems like a long race, it's it isn't really that long. Um, I mean, the lap is around 20 seconds, right? So uh, 250 laps doesn't really seem like much in the end. Um, I'm sure physically it'll be tough for the heat, so that's something I think will be our, our biggest uh, problem to deal with. When you have one practice, do you focus more on qualifying or you focus more on race running later today? Um, with the impound between qualifying and, and race one, I think it will be tough. Um, I spoke to my engineer yesterday and I think there's a balance to be found between the car from qualifying to be sure it's good enough for the race because we won't score much on uh, in qualifying, uh, but we will in the race. So it's what the balance will, will be is tough to say. I think that's something we'll need to figure out later today in practice. Um, well, we had the test here earlier, three weeks ago or so, where, where I think we were quite competitive. So I'm, I'm not too worried. We just need to make sure it works when it needs to. Are you going to test out a cool suit or one of the drivers who's probably not going to worry about it and just deal with the heat this weekend? I've never... Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. 
And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today. Never really struggled so much in the heat. Okay. Um, I actually asked the team to take the vent off at the test um but i think i hope i'll be fine yeah. we're aiming at being fine but i, I i'm not planning on using the tool soon i do know Iowa, it's going to be super hot this weekend. Is the key to success this weekend not only managing tires over a long stint, but being hydrated, well-rested, et cetera, et cetera, is that just as important this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. I started already at home yeah. yesterday. Um, it's, it's important, especially having two races. If it was only one race, it would be tough and stuff, but it's not important if you feel really bad on Monday. Right. Um, but here, as soon as you finish one race, you need to be uh, be good for for the next day. So, um, yeah, super important. Um, and then the track itself, it's challenging for the car, for the engine, for the tires especially. We saw a lot of tire deck in 2020. And as warm as it's going to be on Saturday, I think it's going to be uh, crazy. But it's good for strategies that we yeah. can do different strategies. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be hell of a show. Do you think that because of the heat and the tire deg, which happens even if it's not so hot, you'll see more than a couple different strategies, just guys trying different things yeah, to for sure. maximize opportunities? Yeah, we always see, and the issue is that when you feed, you lose a lap and a half. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure we're going to see people on the podium with different stops. I, I don't know if it's going to be... Right. Two more, one more, but I, I'm sure there's going to be different people finishing in good places with different strategies. With one practice and a qualifying that determines both races, 
how do you go into practice? Do you worry more about the races and just kind of set up your car for that? Or Yeah. At the end, qualifying, it's, it's important, super yeah. important as always. But uh, with 250 laps, if you start P1, doesn't mean that you're going to finish there. It helps you, for sure, on sure. tire strategy and stuff. But it's such a long race that... Um, it's not as important. So I mean, only one winner has ever won from the pole here. No Fifteen way. races. So what? maybe you don't so want to start on the pole. It's better not to start on pole, actually. Okay, yeah. that's good because we're not fighting for pole. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that there's going to be multiple racing lines throughout the race? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if it's going to be only two, one and a half for sure. Like actually, on qualifying, you can do one and a half I wouldn't call it two because you don't really go all the way but um, uh, I remember 2020 being at sometimes three wide into turn one because when you have really bad tires um, against somebody that it's new they can just go wherever they want um, so yeah I think we're gonna see at least two maybe three does the heat help with that or does it make the track too slick to expand up the extra groove. no I think that's much better because otherwise we would have a lot of tire deck uh, we would start all to go slower save fuel and it would be a train race like it was a little bit Texas and as soon as you try something you would see cars spinning out so I think this is a much better show for the fans and also for the drivers than what we've seen before Again, oh, I've, been to, I've been to loads of high V stores <laughs> not just this weekend like you know the thing for people need to remember is we're in the week of the race, but I mean this has been a build-up for, for months, or, you know. And I've been to high V's completely undercover without any racing stuff on, and you know they they're so um, the high V standard that they hold themselves to. They brought to this weekend, and for anyone who's here, you can see how amazing the track looks, and honestly, just. I feel just like the lucky recipient to be the driver of that car. Uh, it's just absolutely, it's insane really, and it's, it's hard to even put into words what it's like to have walk into a high V into my face, you know, <laughs> on our car, just everywhere. And, you know, the team feel it, I feel it. It's just, it's, uh, it's really hard to put into words. See, that's going to be good recognition for not just this weekend, but going forward, right? People are going to know the team, they're going to know the series, they're going to know you, you know, just, just walking around, you're going to be more popular now right <laughs> I have no idea I mean I you know I think if we get some good results on track and maybe it'll go that way for sure and I think the way that high view come in and wanted to activate and use the series as a marketing tool you know is beyond anything I've ever seen in an IndyCar before uh, you know and frankly I feel like a lot of sponsors could if, if they ha if they can can take a leaf out of this book on how to make a successful partnership and you know again it's when you go to a store, you come out to the track now, there's clearly just a standard that Hy-Vee holds themselves to and they want to do everything to that standard. And, um, you know, clearly across all Hy-Vees, but, you know, I feel it a lot in when we come to Iowa, you know, we do get recognized a lot more. And, you know, that um, the advertising of me in the car, you know, even just all the merchandise they do and everything, and it's in every store, you know, and you might not see the same T-shirt in every store necessarily, but, I mean, they all... They all are carrying it, and uh, it's just amazing to be a part of it. Now, how do you feel about your bright red car this weekend? I think it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it looks really cool. I think some of the uh, spotters are having a hard time picking out the matte black, you know, <laughs> on the track. But I think the red car looks sweet, and uh, I think we're going to be using that one through, you know, the remainder of the season now oh, as nice. well. Okay. So, uh, 
yeah, hopefully the red car brings us a little more look than the black one did and a bit more speed. So I think this is just a weekend where obviously we'd love to have a good result because it's it's high V's home race. You know, I feel lucky that I feel like I've had two home races this year, one in Indy now and then one here. And um, yeah, just want to go and well, at this point just get the weekend started. Sure, sure. Um, you mentioned maybe the red car will bring you a little bit more pace. How would you rate your first season here with, with Ray Hall? Not very good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how can you rate it anything other yeah. than that? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been, it hasn't been great. I think team performances in general have been a little down. And you know, when we have had some pace in the GP, even last weekend in Toronto, we had some things go against us that you know, some some was in our control, some wasn't in our control. So you know, we have to do better at controlling those variables and honestly making the most of it when we're in position to have a good result. So I mean, I think the the, the first half of the season anyway. Had some promise, had some bad bits, you know, and we just have to work on all of that together. And um, just got, we want to do more, you know. I, I came here for a specific set of reasons, and we want to achieve them. How many different high V merchandise items have you signed? Like weird, you know, I napkins, pretty much everything, everything. Like barbecue set, flag, <laughs> shot what's glasses. The weirdest, what's the weirdest thing? I mean, honestly, like I think at this point, I pretty much signed everything people have, you know, bottle openers, like the word, everything. That's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> Had an award Friday before first practice. How are you feeling about a, a hot Iowa weekend? Um, what am I feeling? I think it's going to be physical. I think it's going to be challenging. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of very different strategies going on depending on where a car balance is for you know, certain drivers, certain teams. Um, first of all, I've never seen a place like this. I think Hyvee has done a magnificent job, and um, it seems like it's going to be a pretty packed event. So I'm really pumped about it. Um, racing here is always so enjoyable. You have no idea where you're at up until like the last ten laps, which make it just so cool and just so enjoyable and so different to every other race that we go to. Um, but it's going to be tough, man. I'm kind of bummed that we're not having it in the night. Um, it's going to be two very tough races, 300 laps, 600 laps in two days, in the peak of the sun and the heat. Uh, so that's definitely going to be one of the biggest challenges, right? Um, and not just for the drivers, but the entire day. And, like, it already is pretty bad. Right. So even, you know, add that on top of it, and it's going to be even tougher. Um, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. I think it's going to be very interesting and important to obviously not treat race one as a test, but you need, you got to do that race because you will learn a lot that you won't be able to have a chance in practice that you can then apply for race two. When you have one practice today setting up for the rest of the weekend, do you focus on qualifying at all in practice or are you mainly race running today? Um, I think a little bit of both. I think if, if your car, it is so much more important to have a good race car here than it is to have a good qualifying car. So in my opinion, uh, race running is going to be way more important to do than qualifying. Good luck. Maybe 10, 20 laps to go up until then. So what, how, do you, how is mentality to get yourself to that point? Is it stay out of trouble? Is it find everything, get good feedback? I and mean, where do you go? I think finding the right balance of... of patience in a way um, because I think if you, if you start off too excited in the start of the stint 
man, by lap 40, you're going to be miserable and you got to go 20 more laps um, to be able to make it into, a, I think, a full three-stopper with no yellows. So um, I think tire deg is going to be the biggest factor that comes into play this weekend um, and just managing that and, and trying for it to come in as late as possible in your run. And you do that simply by laying out of the throttle, not throwing the car around. How do you do it? Or is it all we're still in the process. So, it, we're, we're, I mean, you for sure need a good car, yep. right? You need a car that can help you. Um, but I think in terms of, of when and how you attack, you take a lot of stress out of the tire when you do or when – or you don't take that out when you don't. So, um, so I don't know. I'm still in the process of learning that. I, I don't know the right balance yet. Um, but I think whoever masters that the best – will have just the best race all around um, because man tire deck here like obviously you deg every lap but when you hit the cliff it really is a cliff like you you will lose a lot of time and if you can minimize that maybe you're not the best of the first 15 20 laps but you sure as hell will make it up at the last 20 laps Going back to 2020, can you remember when that cliff did? Yeah, I, man, I mean, it was also obviously cooler temps, um, but you start feeling it around lap 35, 40, where it starts kind of, and then from 50 to 60, it's like, um, and it and it really, it was very sensitive to how how much you used of it, and it kind of goes to even the road course tire and every other tire. It's just how much are you willing to to give in in the beginning to have in the end or how much do you need to attack in the beginning to have some in the end um, and there's really no way to, to predict that unless you're trying were you frustrated with last week was I frustrated with last week uh, I mean honestly man we're every every one of our weekends won't be perfect and that, that, that is understandable and that's the series it's so competitive and for me it was a new track and for me, I, I just, we, we didn't find the pace. We di- I couldn't attack. And um, we had a, a car, speed-wise, that was top 15. Um, the seven car had a, a really good weekend. But just because they're having a good week- weekend doesn't mean I'm going to have a good one. Uh, two very different drivers driving the car. And he likes things that I don't, and I like things that he doesn't. So there's there's little compromises here and there, and, and we're, we're not always going to be fast six every single weekend. That's obviously always the goal, but it ain't going to be that way. And we've been flawless from Barber onwards, um, you know, apart from a few things here and there in the races where it really is out of my control and out of the team's control in a way. But in Toronto, we just didn't have it. It was a point-saving day. And I think we did. We had a horrendous start because power just, just almost destroyed our front wing. So we had to, I had to step on the brakes, um, which then like six or seven guys swallowed upon us. And uh, we got to like 21st or something. So an 11th place from being there is actually not bad at all, um, considering where we were in qualifying and all that stuff but that's in the past i like this place so massive points day or days this weekend weekend, yeah it's it's 106 points on the line or something uh this will make or break your year in my opinion so 
very important for us to have a good weekend here, and I think we will. You. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.